And here we are today, the Let's Talk Battle Rap Podcast. But for this weekend, the Battle Rap Podcast of Atlanta. Two events across the city happening from each other. The RB Get Back card and the URL Genesis card. An exciting weekend for Battle Rap. An exciting weekend if you're in the city of Atlanta. And I had to take the time out to really stop and uh, do a lot of my homework. The Get Back card, the biggest significance in this competition with the Euro Genesis card is that it's bringing in the surprise factor of an industry artist, 40 Cal making his battle rap return after, I want to say, 13 years. But more than 13 years. His last battle was really 2003, 2004, maybe. So let's say 15 years, right? Let's round it up to 15 years. And that element of surprise is always just a bit of an... It's intriguing because you wonder, you know, playing the numbers game, eventually somebody from the industry is going to come in a battle rap and figure it out. Somebody's going to have to eventually have a good performance from the industry so that battle rap could break through into to newer heights and newer levels because all these guys coming down, getting pummeled, only prevents opportunities for these worlds to merge. And I think it's really just a matter of time for those worlds to merge. We're really close back in the total slaughter days. And I'm really happy. Shouts to Matt Hoffa. He's, he has a lot of... Uh, he had Royster 5. Not on his show. Bizarre. Eminem talked about his show. He's going to find a way to make these worlds merge. But nobody's found a way to successfully bring the two together. And when you go over the historical data of just industry rappers coming back to battle rap... It doesn't support 40 Cal's favor, obviously. But it's not so much of an industry rapper issue as opposed to somebody coming back into this brand new format and not having the conditioning to battle on a stage, to perform. Like, battling is no longer about being lyrical, having punchlines, having, you know, just bars that are attacking your opponent, having these mixtape verses, who's spitting the hottest verse. Now, it's really a... The theater of the unknown, like there's so many now characteristics that go into just being a successful battle rapper, having a successful performance, obviously goes into your performing, you looking into the camera, you having the right amount of lyrical content to engage an audience because you are rapping acapella to keep an audience engaged for content that they're listening to for the very first time while finding a way to attack your opponent. Like, just that concept alone of being able to please a crowd acapella for nine minutes is difficult. Whether you were just rapping without somebody across the stage from you, let alone you're doing this in in the competition form where you have to keep your composure, obviously. And, and there's a lot of little nuances that a lot of these these rappers that just jump back into the game don't necessarily understand. We could go over the historical data, right, as far as making a return. And I want to touch back on to Summer Madness 2. The Return of the Legends. That card had Murder Mook, Loaded Lux, Iron Solomon, Sirius Jones, all making a, a return of three years or longer. Three years, some four years, some uh, some maybe five years. You know. And all those guys on that Summer Madness 2 stage had some kinks in their armor. Even Loaded Lux with an all-time performance still choked around. And, you know, some of those guys, majority of those guys got booed. <laughs> on that stage it, and you know we don't talk about that event enough as it to being a landmark of what to expect when a brand 
new guy coming onto this battle rap platform that hasn't battled in a very long time, that hasn't adapted. Like, we don't know if they can adapt to this climate. And it's a serious thing. It's almost like at some point in time when you become an employer, or I should say an employee looking for work, and you haven't worked for a very long period of time, you have a large gap in your resume of five, ten years, you know, employers look at that that gap and they're concerned. And a lot of industry rappers aren't honest with themselves about that gap. And just and they try to fill the gap with, you know, I guess any type of interim that correlates to the behavior that they're they're going to, you know, they're going to move forward and take with taking on the stage. And I want to say, like, no matter what, like in the studio with these in these ciphers, you know, uh, freestyles, battle bars on beats, nothing compares to actually being on that stage, you know. So it, the best thing they can really do is to not try to cover it up and be aware of the situation they're getting themselves into. There's really nothing in this world that you can not do for a decade. Come back and you're going to be at the most elite form doing it. There's nothing. If you're working out, for example, and uh, you know, I'm, shout out to my man Vlad because we're going to get him on soon. And he he does personal training. He'll tell you straight up. If you take a few weeks off your, your workout routine, you'll see a small dent. And your strength and your cardio fitness. If you take a year off, but you were in decent shape, you'll still see about maybe 10, 15% of your fitness and strength loss. And if you take massive years gone, you'll be starting from scratch, essentially, no matter what you believe. And, you know, inactivity, because all these battle rappers, or I should say all these rappers that are trying to battle for the first time in over 10 years, inactivity breeds a level of complacency that fans are just coming into it with a really low expectation of what you can do so that when your first round, you have a couple of punchlines that can translate on the stage. Even though you're not performing, you're not moving, you don't necessarily have the sound of a battle rapper. You have some decent content. We're willing to almost give you a pity round, you know. Going back to the data we just talked about, we talked about Summer Madness 2, uh, Return of the Legends. Let's talk about a little bit more narrowed down industry rappers that have taken the 10 years off. Cassidy, Cannabis, Mr. Fab, uh, Lady Luck, who took a long a layover, King Los, Joe Buttons, Jay Mills, Mickey Fax, if you want to count Mickey Fax, and even SoCon, who took nine years off. Not necessarily an industry rapper, but all these guys made a return of close to 10 years apart. And between all these performances, Cassidy, King Los, and Joe Buttons probably had the most success to a degree. On their, on their first comeback battle, right? Because Cassidy, he was battling disaster on the stage. Lucky for him, the stage got shut down. They had to relocate into a, a small room. And Cassidy looked good in the small room. King Los, I mean, he mailed it in for a round. But his next two rounds, he adapted. And he's a student of the game. He goes to events all the time. He's in touch with battle rappers all the time. He's sparring all the time, you know. Mickey Fax, his first battle back was against Danger Zone in a one-round battle. And Danger Zone completely outclassed him. Mickey Fax was good, but he still, there was still an obvious clear gap between skill on that stage that these guys just, I just don't know what they need to do to ever really understand what what it's like to translate. And there's something that a lot of them avoid. I think the biggest solution to this is, is having a sparring match really before you take that main stage battle. Have a private sparring match and see what you need to work on, you know? 
I'm sure you could put it together. You have the camp to get together with another battle rapper, spar with them in a small crowd where there's no cameras, and get all the feedback you can get from that. Because sparring on the phone and sparring in person, it it, it may help, but I mean everything sounds good when you're not getting hit back. <laughs> you know, your punching power looks really good when you're hitting the bag. It doesn't look the same when you're actually in front of somebody. And one common thing all these industry rappers have is their first round is memorable. Doesn't mean it's good. It's memorable. Because some expectations that we may come into are either met or exceeded. It's never really sustainable for a long period of time. Even some of the best battle rappers in the world can't sustain a full three rounds of keeping the crowd engaged and being fired, let alone somebody that hasn't done it in a very long time, you know? Um, I would love for them to stop making excuses for themselves, too. You know, like, they'll, they'll, the world is against you. Just be aware of that, you know? Don't make any excuses for what's going on. And more importantly, like, 40 Cal would say, just get your gear together, really, and put yourself in the best position to succeed. Like, unfortunately, your return is not in New York, where it should have been, in my opinion, and you could have got the best crowd to, you know, support you on that returning platform. You are battling somebody that's a champion of the year caliber, having a champion of the year-like year, you know. Uh, that's nobody you want to really get in the ring with at this current juncture of their career, but... I will say, you know, hats off to them and hats off to all these guys because they come back and take A-level competitors. And, I mean, you, you have to take an A-level competitor coming back, right? You're you're probably getting a massive bag. You're going to be the headliner. You're, you're going to be the A-side. You have to take the best of the best so that that way, if you can even compete, you know, you competed with one of the best we have in the game. It's, it's no downplay for industry rapper to come down to battle rap and, and battle, not at all. But what, what always is concerning is, is just their engagement prior to their return, their knowledge of what's going on, of the, the current climate. You know, like, are they surveying the landscape properly? Are they going to battles? Are they sparring? Are, are, are they up to date with the news? Are they touching the right media platforms? And 40 Cal did a pretty good job with his promo run. He went to, he went to, uh, he went to champion. He did his thing out in champion. 15 minutes of fame. ARP's live a few times and he has a very calm demeanor where he's kind of aware of what's about to happen you know but there's still a lot of red flags the fact that he's not sparring anyone and the fact that he doesn't think that there's that much of a of a learning curve like you know just on the technology base alone there's a learning curve because like you were battling across a pool table from people where it's probably one camera angle in the entire room, really. Now, at this juncture, you know, Shasta Murder Mook, he was ahead of his time. When he battled Sirius Jones, he looked into the camera, and that's why the battle aged so well. And Sirius Jones was always a fight club battler who had to now adapt to smack. So that little disconnect of Sirius Jones just not understanding his camera angles and learning how to perform led to a little disconnect when people watched the battle at home. Granted, there's people that debate the Sirius Jones won the battle, of course, but Murder Mook did everything he had to do to show you how to win that battle in the moment and connect with you as an audience so the content can live forever. These guys don't necessarily understand that, and no shows that you do can ever relate to that battle rap crowd. Um, I hope the best for 40 Cal. I mean, I would have to hope for the best because, truthfully, if he's successful... 
it goes a long way. But the competitor that you're in front of, it will. It's just not somebody that it will doesn't give a fuck about anybody. You know, it was there trying to take all types of names apart, <laughs> let alone somebody that is gonna have some some ring rust, some kinks in their armor. And I think at this point in time, when we when we book these industry battle rappers, like this, we're always hoping that that one person can adapt. Although history tells us otherwise, but we need to at this point redefine what success means for these guys to touch these stages. We need to redefine it because what what they probably think is successful isn't is not what we're gonna think is successful. There needs to be a median ground. I will say the environment probably could be good for forty cal. King Los was decent in that RBE room. You know, he was more than decent. He was actually good. Um the smaller the crowd the better. The less crowd control that they have to try to sustain, the better, you know. And, and it's really simple habits like that that you just try to put these guys in a successful position because, you know, if we're just rapping, just rapping, there's a beat on and there's nobody stopping them, you get a competitive match. But because you're adding all of the nuances that they aren't accustomed to and our battle rapper is, sometimes a battle rapper could be on cruise control and still clearly win the battle. Now, I will admit, a lot of the instances we have, like when Kayshawn battled Jay Mills, official battle Lady Luck, you know, uh, Cannabis battle Disaster, can- uh, Disaster and SoCon, and so on and so Hollow and Joe Buttons, our battle rapper kind of left the door open, not necessarily for a debatable battle, but didn't necessarily put their foots on their neck. It was somebody to get the job done, and I'm just not convinced that there's anything in this world you can take 10 years off, come back, and do it at the highest level while there's somebody across from you that's doing it on a nightly basis. You know? And it's just, it's just really that simple, man. It's just At this point, it's no longer about the skill, the potential, or anything. It's just logic, you know? If you put two boxers in the ring and this boxer hasn't fought in X amount of years without a tune-up, there's no way he's going to beat the active boxer that is fighting all the time is undefeated. Tyson Fury had to do a couple tune-ups before he went for that Wilder rematch, you know? Uh, or I should say the Wilder, Wilder fight first, the first fight. But regardless, there's a lot of similes, a lot of metaphors, a lot of comparisons you can use. And I get it, battle rap is not a physical sport. So a lot of the physical comparisons as far as exercise, a sport, basketball, boxing, they they might hold some weight, but they're null and void. Still applies, man. It still applies because the, the errors have changed, especially. I mean, we don't even really have much 40 cal data to really give us the confidence. It's not like he has a bunch of freestyles out neither. Same with Jay Mills. That's another thing I said, like with Jay Mills' return. Like, he doesn't have a lot of content out as of recently for me to judge. And more importantly, I haven't seen him inclined to the culture before his announcement. Same with 40 cal. I mean, like, you know, he's, he's here and there, but. Let's just wait and see and hope for the best. But let's bring on Vlad so we can talk about uh, his take on the 40 cal battle. Talk about the rest of the get back card and some of the Genesis card and, and the way those details are rolled out today. We rolling? Yes, sir. All right, great. We got Vlad on the line now. My main, my main, my main, my main man, Vlad. 
I just got my Grr. rant off on 40 Cal returning to battle rap. And uh, I said a lot oh, of you stuff. Got the ran off. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Got my Moran off. But um, I said a lot. I said too much. Vlad, people need to hear your take because I, I still have the just fundamental belief that you cannot go a decade plus not doing anything and come back and do it at the highest level. Franz, I'd have to concur with you, brother. I mean, we've been there for the past three recording artists' return to battle rap. You were there in ATL to see Cassidy return. Yep. We were there to see Jay Mills return. We were also there to see, what's my man's name? Uh, King Los. King Los return. I, I've, and, I've seen I've seen the Joe Buttons one. You know, I've seen that pay, via pay-per-view. We all got a chance to see that live. Right, right. I'm talking about in person. So this is like live with our eyes. We got to see this and witness this in person. So I think it'd be fair for us to give our assessment on this. Now, the only person that we gave a chance to actually do his thing was I mean we gave Cassidy a chance, don't get me wrong. But King Lowe's we gave him a chance more of a chance because to actually win because we said, yo, he's been a part of the culture. He's been rapping with these guys. I mean legitimately sparring, trading freestyles, being in the environment and catching up on the battle rap patterns. Now he beat a head ice who who was definitely beatable for that event and he went out did his thing, but it wasn't like it was the most magical performance ever that we've seen. But with 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 uh, forty cal coming back after sixteen years to get off the couch after sixteen years and think that you're just gonna come in and catch a victory off a guy who's smoking hot like ill will right now is just not adding up to me. And the fact that he's saying that he's not sparring with anyone, no one has heard his rhymes because he's afraid that either people will tell his rhymes to ill will or that they'll they'll be preparing for him for a future battle down the line i'm like bro this is not how it goes man this is not back in the days like you need to consult with someone to see what is going on to see if you're actually up to par because if you're only checking out your own rhymes and you think that your own shit doesn't stink you're gonna be in for a rude awakening and ill will is not the guy who's gonna take it easy on you he, you guys are not from the same city. He's not going to let off the gas. He's going to actually try to embarrass you. His main focus is to make sure that he's the first person to totally embarrass a recording artist. To make the other guys feel like they do not want to step in the ring ever because it's going to get gruesome for them. I'm a little worried for 40 Cal because he just, he seems like he's out of touch with the culture. Now, granted, you know, he's he's been the most calm and relaxed guy, which is totally different from everyone else. He's not just out there bragging, saying that this is going to be the easiest thing. He's not saying he's going to watch these guys. His demeanor has been completely different from everyone else, which also makes me a little worried, too, because I'm like, are you playing possum or are you just not as confident in your rhymes as the other guys may have thought that they were? So the demeanor, the fact that he's not interacting with anyone, and the fact that it's 16 years coming off the bench, dog, that is not a recipe for victory in my eyes. What what say you about the data that we have showing us the records of, of guys coming back after at least five years or longer? They don't usually win. They don't usually win. The only guy to get a victory off was King Los. That's it. And Cassidy had the best round of the goods battle, but <laughs> one round don't win the battle, though. Other than that, 
it's been sub subpar so far. Jay Mills' second return versus Ines was definitely way better. So I'll give him that. He stepped his game up. But even Cassidy's second return, it just it wasn't it. He tried to do new things and he tried to do a couple new flows, incorporate a couple new tricks. But you still need to work that muscle. You still need to practice. You still need to be out there in the in the ring. You need to be out there like sparring battling to get back into the groove of things it's not going to come back in one or two battles no one has proven to come back and just be phenomenal and just like knocked it out the park yet and just the way that he flows i haven't seen any type of development in 40 cows flow like nothing tells me that the cadence is going to be up to date nothing is telling me that he's going to be up to par with what's going on right now simply because of the way that he flows on beats it's you know, still the same type of flow that 40 Cal has always had, which is great for 40 Cal. His fans love it. If they love it, fantastic. But that has nothing to do with battle rap. And the biggest concern for me is the performance aspect. When he was performing back in the days, you know, you had the pool table. It wasn't much moving around. It was just standing there spitting your rhymes. Sure, you had to get the crowd involved, you know, whoever was in the cypher or whoever was in that room. But this is going to be a completely different environment, man. Uh, Ill Will acts out his rhymes he's all over the stage he's working the crowd he's hyper he's energetic and I just don't see how 40 Cal is going to be able to keep up I can't I don't see how he's going to be able to work that room the way that Ill Will works that room I don't I I, I still see that there's going to be some confusion there there's going to be a little lag there there's going to be an adjustment period and it's going to be tough and he's also not you know, Cassidy had that cachet where he's, you know, he had legendary status in Philadelphia, hit records, you know, fans all over the place. 40 Cal definitely has his fans, but his fans are not as rabid as as uh, Cassidy's fans were. So it's not like the people down in Atlanta are just going to be standing there giving him the overwhelming heroes welcome back. Like even with Jay Mills, people were like, eh. Well, let's see what he got. Let's see, can he really return? And, you know, they were willing to give him that first round love. I just don't see it going the same way for 40 Cal, man. I'm a little worried for the brother. So I broke it down in increments, right? You have groups of returns because not every return is the same, right? But mm-hmm. this is this is technically an industry artist coming into battle rap. But I also did the whole landscape of just people that took more than three years off from battle rap. Were they an established battler? Did they have to reestablish into a new climate or not? Right. So I think of people like Return of the Legend, Summer Madness 2. Majority of those guys had a. Th- Everybody on this list had a three to six year layoff. Murder Mook, mm-hmm. Sirius Jones, Iron Solomon, Loaded Lux. Two names that are fairly recent that had a long layover as well. Misfit and Shoddy Horror. There's a big difference between Misfit and Shoddy Horror versus Mook Jones, Iron, and Lux. Right. Mook Jones, Iron, Lux, Summer Madness 2 lineup. All those guys that battled three plus years, and when they were battling, they were still battling in small rooms where performance wasn't a thing, where they, you weren't really in venues, you weren't necessarily battling in front of thousands of people. There was a big learning curve, and even though Loaded Lux had an all-time moment, an all-time performance that lives on forever, he choked the first round. Absolutely, there's still a, there's still a little stain on that performance, which probably makes it great in an, in one aspect, but at the same time showed him and showed us that 
yeah, there's something. There, this is different from what you. This is different from Black Star. This is different from World Series of Hip Hop. This is different from Smack DVD. Misfit and Shoddy Horror hadn't battled in five years, but they had been already battling in this climate. So, right. at the very least, taking some time off when you've been active in this brand new climate of battle rap and this brand new era, uh, you kind of don't forget that, I guess. Now, these are guys. Yeah, that, still part- <coughs> go ahead. Oh, no. Yeah, you're still part of the new school, still part of the new movement. Yeah. So it's just a matter of just doing what you do, which your fans already appreciate from you. Whereas with this one, these, this is a whole new generation of fans. These are not the same people that are watching. You have Sure, you have people who were still watching from Fight Club back then. But a lot of those guys are now, they're 40-plus UPS workers, got three kids, two baby mamas. They're tired from work. And if they're keeping up with what's going on now, you're going to seem like a dinosaur when you go up there. It's not going to seem like the same thing. Things have moved on. And is ATL going to be filled with 200 of those fans there waiting to hear you make your return? Or are they going to be filled with all of the new fans who have been rocking with the new wave, the new style of battle rapping that's been going on nowadays? So absolutely. It's one thing if he would have been, you know, still in the mix in 2012, 13, 14, and then took, you know, five, six years off. I have a list of names. You're talking about a guy from early 2000s taking that time off. I got a list of names here that, this is more, I guess, catered to the industry side. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in a more interesting category, all these names have not battled, battled in a decade. Cannabis, Mr. Fab, Cassidy, mm. when he made his first return mm. against Disaster, Joe Buttons, Lady Luck, Jay Mills, Socon, now 40 Cal. King Los is on mm-hmm. that list as well. So right. out of those, what, six... Uh, seven, eight, those nine names, including Forty Cal. There's, there's the Cassie performance against Disaster, which was good in a garage, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and then there's the King yeah. Lowe's performance, which still has an asterisk because he mailed it in for a round. Right. But King Lowe's is dedicated to the culture, so I feel like King Lowe's is he's not so much of an outlier, but you need that extreme level of dedication in my opinion, to even have a chance. Because the rest of those names, Cannabis stunk it up. Mr. Fab stunk it up. Cassidy moving forward after, you know, from good second round to, to now. Even the first time on the stage against Disaster, stunk it up. Joe Buttons was not terrible. It wasn't good either. But it wasn't good neither. But but he could have beaten Howard, which was all weird, all within itself. That was, that was the next thing I was going to touch on, too, that I, I mentioned in my rant. It's just like, the reason why we still cling on to that maybe factor is because a lot of these, you know, examples you have in front of you, the battle rapper almost didn't get the job done. Right. You know, I mean, disaster and cannabis, disaster would have won regardless, I think, but cannabis offed himself before <laughs> disaster got a chance to really. And, and, and then disaster against Cassidy, that was a debacle as well. You know, Hollow against Joe Buttons. Hollow's coming off an all-time battle performance. And then, you know, from the total slaughter. Pro- like, I think people don't give Hollow enough criticism for coming off the Lux performance to the Joe Buttons performance when Joe Buttons and Lux should, are nowhere near in the same caliber of difficulty on the battle stage 
as a lyricist, right. yeah, that's sure, that's that's all fine and dandy. But we all we already know that lyrics is not the only component on the stage. Yeah, the fact that everyone is saying if Joe doesn't drop the mic, eh, who knows how that battle turns out? You know, so I, I was just. I couldn't believe that the battle was that close. I hate the fact that Joe Budden constantly admits that he mailed it in and didn't have a third round. Like, that's something I (laughs) would very much not like to hear from somebody getting paid six figures to battle. The lack of respect for for the battle rap industry itself. That was disrespectful. Like, how do you come into an art form that people take really serious and you're just like, yeah, give me the check and, um, yeah, I'll have two rounds and then, uh, it's almost like, whatever I got, it's almost like you knew, just phone it in. It's almost like he knew nothing he could do to, like, adapt on that stage would have been enough. It's like, well, even if I'm very good, they won't give it to me. Even even if I... Because technically that battle was judged. That's one thing we... That's an underlying fact that we forget all the time about that battle, right? That battle was technically yeah. judged. So he's probably like, no matter what happens here, this could be my audience. People are still going to just follow the battle rap cadence, the battle rap voice more than the rapper's voice. So, you know... Uh, but what's crazy is that if he took it seriously, he could have won. That is a whole fact. You know, he could have won. I can't but, I can't help but yeah. feel like you put Joe Bunnins in the small room now, he's actually a really competitive battle rapper. He would have learned a lesson. Because if you can go up against one of the all-times and have a debatable with barely having a third round, and the esteemed lyricist that Joe Button is, if he took it seriously... Yeah, he might be able to compete with some of these cats because you can go back and watch your own game tape and see the mistakes that you made and 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 capitalize on those the second go round, which 40 Cal doesn't have that luxury because this is his first time coming back. So he has nothing to go off of. He's not competing against anyone. He's not bringing anyone in. He's not having a training camp at all. You know, we've said in the past, these guys should have a training camp. They should bring someone in. Have them actually write rhymes against them, and you write rhymes against them. And then just watch the video. See how you look. Do you look awkward? Do you look nervous? Do you look shaky? Like, do you know how to look into the camera? Like, do you know how to perform modern-day battle rap? Like, we just saw, if you take a look at the Emerson Kennedy versus QP battle, the movements that these people are doing, you know, it just looks completely different than the movements they were doing back then as far as battle rapping. Like, they just, it just doesn't even look the same visually if you turn the sound off. So now you have to compete against all of this and you don't know how you're going to look out there. You have nothing to go off of at all. Yeah, I I mentioned that in my rant. Like, it's almost like there's also a technology curve because Mm -hmm. when these guys were battling a decade ago, there was literally one camera angle, maybe two if they were lucky, and they're battling right. in pits. They're battling in hostile environments where it was pretty much like, I don't want to say it was all hip hop aficionados, but we could we could just be a little we could we could turn off the PC mic for for right now. Like <laughs> you had to be in a certain group, you know, of people. You had to be a part of somebody's camp. You had to be deep in the streets. You had to actually have a personal connection to an artist to be in these right. environments. Like us as, as Media or aficionados or hardcore fans, we we wouldn't be able to find ourselves at my fucking uh. uh well, yeah, you had to you had to have a connect. I got the address here for Fight Club. It, it, it was uh on West thirty thirty fifth Street, West thirty West thirty seventh Street. We couldn't. We would try yeah. to go upstairs to the venue. They won't let us in. <laughs> Shut you down, bro. You know what I mean? So like, the, the environment itself, and if if you want to be technical, you're you're amongst your peers almost. 
You, right. When you really digest it, you're you're amongst your peers, you're amongst your camp and the other person's camp where it's just the, the room is split where 50% of the room hates you, 50% of the room loves you. Maybe there's a portion of the room that's mutual, not that big, but now you're battling an environment where everybody's either against you or they're at the very least like, hey, I'm giving you a shot. Yeah, you know, let's see what you got. You know what I mean? I also, I also feel like, um, back to the technology curve. What I was saying, the performance. You touched on it. Like, do you know how to look into the camera? That's why Mook was so ahead of his time in the Sirius Jones battle, and it aged so well. And it looked like he beat Sirius Jones more because you don't get a chance to connect with Sirius Jones because he's just he's still rapping in the Fight Club format. You know, that's a performance that doesn't get talked about enough when it talks when you talk about like making the 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 jump to formats, right? Like there was there was a simple learning curve of like battling on the street corners, reusing your verses, then battling on these DVDs to be on an official platform, right? Battling on Fight Club where there's a gap between you and your opponent and a, a mosh pit around you. Then then you're battling on a semi small stage at the very least, right? Like World Series hip hop early URL days, like that's an actual stage. People yeah, people people stage. didn't people the first couple of years we didn't even know how to treat that. <laughs> it's a difference between standing in a pit and just looking at everyone and standing on an elevated stage and looking down onto a crowd because it changes their mindset. I remember Avocado talked about this one time where he goes, yo, when you're in the pit, it's a different connection. Avocado and Disaster talked about it. You have that one-on-one connection where you can look people in the eyes and people feel like they're a part of the performance and what's going on. Whereas when you're on the stage, people are looking at it more so like a concert. So now you got to perform like a rock star up there. You actually have to be demonstrative in your delivery. You can't just stand there and rhyme anymore when you're just in a circle. Yeah, you can make your little movements, do your little pointing and stuff like that. But now when you're on the stage, you have to perform. You have to become a rock star up there. I don't know if this guy's ready for all that. That's why I mean even yeah, that's why King Lowe's had had the best performance out of everyone because out of all the names we mentioned, like he was the one still going to events when they became events. Like yeah, you know, Return of the Legends is a little bit of an outlier, but it's such an interesting like it's such an interesting twist of events because it really told the future of what it would look like when you're not an active battle rapper. It would t- right. it would show you the disconnect you're gonna have with the crowd and your content. You know, those guys, Mook, Jones, Iron Lux, like, they were still going to events, but they were going to grind time events in the, in, in the city, lines then events in the city, you know what I'm saying, early URL events before we finally got to this massive, like, environment. They they still were, were used to a different setting. Now, now Cannabis is the Cassidy's. Shout out to Cassidy, because although Cassidy definitely went to a lot of events, he just didn't get a chance to adapt. But King Lopes became an actual student. Like, King Lopes was going to mass. King Lopes was at Summer Madnesses. King Lopes was at Initiation. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many events you could see a King Lopes at. And when he battled, he he just he understood that whole, let me look at the camera here. Let me look at this. They like this type of wordplay. They like this type of punches. I can't draw this out. Let me let me build some content for the watch back. That's why you get to watch it back. And you're like, oh, this is actually pretty good. 
Yeah, let's not underestimate the fact that he's actually rapping with a lot of these guys. There's footage of him freestyling with a lot of these guys, you know, trading bars with them. And even though it's not in rapping, you know, battling format, he's still exercising, sharpening his swords with battle rappers, not just guys who are just only rapping on beats. And um, to go back to the Return of the Legends, all of those guys had hiccups that night. You look at Sirius Jones. All of them. Uh, all of them. He, he got booed. Like he had, yeah, he got booed crazy. And even he says, yo, man, it was a big adjustment. Iron Solomon, he was out of touch with what people might have wanted to hear from him that night. And the delivery factor was different, too. Mook had to fight the crowd also. Like you said, Lux, he choked in the first round. Like, they all made, they all had rough patches that night, some rougher than others. So, <laughs> yo, man, the, the, the data just supports that. He's definitely going to have a rough time. At least one of those rounds is going to be tough. It's going to be like, I don't know what's going on now, here right I, I, now. Now, don't get it twisted. I have a theory as to why everybody's first round is always, like, better than what you expect. It's because you go in there with such a low expectation already. And you are mm-hmm. just surprised that this person can even be lyrical. I mean, at the end of the day, these guys are everybody you put in. Everybody from the industry that you're putting in the ring right now, they're 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 here because they can rap well. They're here because at one point in time, they were a top five, top ten, top twenty battle rapper. Uh, not battle rapper, but like a rapper at, 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 for its climate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you made a list of like, oh, who's 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 hot right now? This guy was hot during a period of time. So like they they have the skill it never leaves, but us as fans we go into that first round like oh well this is gonna be a bunch of bunch of duds. Then when they land a yeah. couple decent punchlines and have a few multis and they have a little bit of wordplay, you're just you're just shocked. <laughs> yeah, that, I think the good thing for Forty Cal too is that he's not talking a lot of trash. So. The, the fans are not going to be going into this battle like, oh, you talking all that shit. You better be dope. You better be crazy. So when you're not talking a lot of trash and you're laid back, it's just like, all right, man, let's see what you got. So the moment he lands something, oh, okay, 40, 40, 40. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We might get something like that. But he's playing it smart. He's like he's not over-promising. So maybe he won't under-deliver. Conspiracy, Conspiracy France. Will we Uh-oh. ever get a chance to see an industry rapper come back, but they have their material ghostwritten by a battle rapper. I mean, we will never know, but what what if that were to happen? Like an industry guy comes back and he just sounds too much like a battle rapper. Like he's too, he's, he's adjusted too much. And you're like, listen, man, that bag talks brother. All right. These guys are ghostwriting for other battle rappers for a little bag. So imagine if a rapper rapper gives you a decent bag just to write rhymes for them, for them to battle. Of course it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And hopefully the battle rapper doesn't get all besides himself and decides, this, man, matter of fact, you know he's going to start leaking the information and telling other people because he's not going to be able to keep that info to himself. But it is definitely going to happen. I hope we don't know about it if it does happen, but it's definitely going to happen. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. Like, this is just its just too difficult of a field for somebody to just jump on in and, and dominate. I, 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 I haven't seen it happen yet. 
You know what I mean? And honestly, the SoCon return should be the final, like, nail in the coffin. Because at least SoCon, like, his disconnect was at the right time period where it's like, oh, uh, you left after URL's, like, 4th, 5th event, 2010. Like, you literally almost had 10 years apart from not battling. And right. you look lost up, up there. But you were engraved to all this. Like, you were a, found, you were a staple foundation. You know what I mean, and you and you look he lost. Was a cornerstone at Grind Time, and you look lost. Hell yeah, hell! I'm telling you, the only way for a cat to come back and not have things ghost written for him is for him to literally spar against guys where guys are writing against them and they are writing against others. They might have to take a one year, two year period where every four months they have a one rounder with a notable battle rapper where they're actually battling. And in that way, you just get better and better and better and just watch your game tapes privately. And then when you finally hit that stage, you're going to look like you kind of know what you're doing. Other than that, Cavs are going to look crazy every time. Yeah, man. The rest of the get back card, another return to Adi Boom versus Big K. And this return is mm. a little different, obviously, because, yes, he's got five years from not battling, but he's battled already in his climate, so it's kind of like... I'm expecting ring rust, but I also think you know what to do. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near the ring rust that uh, 40 Cal is having. I don't think so. And I think Adi is smart enough. And he's in tune enough with enough battle rappers. And, you know, he's got a, tons of homies who's still in the game. Goods is one of his good friends. So, you know, he's running things by him. He's running things by all the guys who are still in the midst of things. So, I think... He might just be a little bit slower, but I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to be too crazy. I think he's definitely going to be ready for Big K. I think he's definitely going to have that first round wild factor where everyone is everyone there is going to totally be ready to see him again. Like he is an RBE guy. He is one of those top shotters over there. So I think people are ready to see Adi Boom again and you know, everybody got that fresh out of jail glow, you know, so that's going to be a good look for him. And I think that he's primed. I think he's ready for, for a big K. You know, I'm ready to see how his style has advanced. I think he's ready? What, what what makes you think he's ready? I, I just... I just think that he has an opportunity to have a good showing versus big K. I think after you take five years off and you saw where you were before you went in and... Not for nothing. This is how he's eating. You know, this is how he's getting to his bag. This is how he's getting that bread. And this battle is going to determine a lot. I know he's got a couple battles already lined up down the road, but this is going to this is going to start that show for him. This is going to start that campaign where he can start saying, all right, y'all seen what I did with this cat. Now line them bags up. So he can't really fumble this one, man. You only get one chance at a second debut like this. Like, you only get a one chance at a get-out-of-jail, you know, performance. So, Adi Boom has to be ready for this battle. Like, he's got to be ready for this battle. I feel like he's confident enough. I feel like he's going to have, you know, things. Um, I feel like he's going to be... I think feel like he's going to be well-prepared for this, man. He's had a lot of time off, and, you know, people are still interested in what he's got to say. And he might have a lot to say, man. Five years off, bruh. Game done changed, and you know he wants to get back in the in the swing of things. And also, he's battling a guy who, listen, man, 
Big K, by his own admittance, he's going to give you two rounds. You know, so let's say he's get he got that 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 one round, the get out of jail round. That might go to Adi. Big K's going to give you a round. Hey, Big K's leaving it wide open for Adi Boom to take this two one. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I think this is a good this is a good cat for Adi Boom to come back against, man, because he's been showing that he hasn't been able to close off battles, whether it's been the Rum Nitty battle, the Geechee Gotti battle. Uh, he's choked in a lot of battles, man, or has hard stumbles where he's bouncing back from it. So I was quick to say this, can get, that uh, the Big K's slightly become almost underrated because it's like even though he has choked in – he, at this point in his career, he's not be, he's not able to complete a full three rounds. That that's it. You know that's where we're at with BK. Whether he mails it in for one, whether he hard stumbles or flats out just or like just chokes, just flats out just chokes. He doesn't give you a full three rounds, but you can guarantee you can book him for one strong round, one dominant round. Still, no, he's gonna have one fire ass round. Yeah, he's, that's for he's sure. He's always gonna have one of those. And crazy enough, even with him not being able to complete all three rounds. Some people still have him and Geechee Gotti debatable. Him and Rumnady debatable. Him and Matflex is a really good battle. Him and Calico debatable. And, and I'm just like, well, for somebody that's not giving 100%, standing across from very formidable opponents that could all easily be top-of-the-line grade-A opponents, you know what I mean? And he's still walking away with an argument. Big case almost become underrated to this point where like we're just ready to write him off every single time. Adi Boom does have the... I'm back from I'm back from jail. This is my return. He's gonna have that love, that glow, but he's definitely gonna miss a beat somewhere along the lines. But I think this battle might come down to hunger, and like we said, Big K hasn't had that hunger. Yes, he's still good enough and skilled enough to be in these matches and making them competitive, but ultimately losing these matches. However. Adi Boom's gonna have a certain hunger that Big K just doesn't have anymore, or he hasn't been showing it. So you got a cat who's hungry versus a cat who's fed, he's full, he's just there to collect his check and, you know, give you the two rounds that he says he's here to give you. So I got to go with the hungry cat in this battle, man. Somebody who has something to prove, someone who wants his get back, no pun intended. He wants his spot back, and this is his chance to shine. So I don't know. Everything is lining up for me to say that Adi Boom's going to get this battle 2-1. Here's what it is. <laughs> it is Black History Month, so I got to roll with the brother. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, and I, it is what it is. I mean, big case inconsistency. Everybody picks against him. I, I can't. I can't fault it. But I just. I'm just almost shocked at how he's not coming to these battles 100 percent and still walking away with an argument at the very least. I don't think he's won. Yeah, like I, I thought he's lost to Geechee. I thought he lost to Matflex. I thought he lost to Rum Nitty. The Calico battle I think is much closer than everybody believes because like although. Big K has a lot of filler. Uh, Calico doesn't have the most tailored bars neither. And here's the thing with Big K, though. As of late, he'll always have that one fire round. But then there's just one round where it's just like, ah, oh, here you go. You know, here's a round. It's a complete round. But it's just like, it's not hard hidden. It's not tailored. It's just a mixtape round. And not even a fire mixtape round. And then he's going to have some kind of stutter stumble choke situation in, in another round and it's like all right but it's still competitive which is oddly weird so it's like are people 
are people rapping down towards Big K? Like, are they meeting him and everyone's bringing their content down? Like, no one is rapping up anymore? Well, Matt, Matt, so I don't Matt, know if Matt, that's Matt what's Flex happening. definitely wrote uphill, but Matt Flex was getting the sh- I mean, essentially, a declining right. Big K. Matt Flex uh, always brings it. Yeah, like, he's Matt Flex always brings like it, and a declining Big K was still, like, the A-side against a Matt Flex who's severely underrated. But that's just popularity, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But, I mean, popularity runs battle rap, like, you know, right. People. I mean, you look people at love to, People love to say, "Oh, this is this isn't a popular. It's just a popularity contest." I mean, to a degree, yeah, it definitely is. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I, I will agree. Big K also shitting on the fans twenty four seven doesn't help his case <laughs> for people to want to fight for him. But I, I just think it's at some point we need to realize, like, yo, Big K is still not a hundred percent, and he's having debatables with top names like. All right, but then if you look at the Geechee battle, Geechee did not bring 100% of who he is. No, neither, he just didn't. Neither did Rum. Neither did Rum. Rum didn't. Exactly. So it's like you got these guys who are A-list guys who are not bringing their A-list material. They And, and Big K's not bringing his A-list material. So what makes me think he's going to try to bring his A-list material versus Adi Boom? I have every reason to believe that Adi Boom is going to try to bring his best material up to date as of right now hey man you listen, know, and I, people are not looking at him I, as an a-list cat yet and he wants to be up in that a-list category listen, at this, so at, he's not gonna this, be just bringing juncture, any it's, rhymes. It, it's it's you're, you're never wrong for picking against big k at this point so ah there you go brother you know black history month y'all out of boom two one y'all motherfucker a war's making his debut on the rv platform which is long overdue Ooh. I'm very shocked that nobody's already scooped him up for a match over there, and I hope this is this is one of many because A Ward. Mm-hmm. If you put A Ward on two to three RBE cards, he's going to add nothing but value to that league. And if A Ward is battling consistently, like you'll see him on King of the Dot RBE, King of the Dot RBE, you 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 will subconsciously forget the whole when's A Ward going to make his URL debut conversation. Right, dog. A Ward versus Danny equals dog fight. Facts. All right, I'm looking forward to this battle. Yo, I know it's Black History Month, friends, and I should be going with Danny Myers. However, I think a Wizzle is gonna take this battle to one. Danny just had a battle, and apparently he choked again in two of the rounds against Matt Flex. Yes, I mean Matt Flex choked too, so let's not, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> still Black History Month, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Wait, wait, hold on. So they, brothers, both, so they both choked against each other. What was what? What, ha- yeah. what happened? Like, hold on. Enlighten the people because the two writers. Because you and I, like, you know, there's a two quality writers. It was a King of the Dot affiliate. It was a King of the Dot affiliate card. Um, the VOD is available right. for everybody to purchase. I didn't see any media coverage really for the card. Vlad, talk to me a little bit about this Matt Flex and Danny Myers battle. What do you know? All I heard from, shout out to Nico, the voice of the West, West, West Coast, y'all. These cats choked in two rounds. I'm like, what the hell is going on here, man? And are we to be concerned now with Danny? I know he's 40 plus now. And, you know, last year we said... Maybe the, 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 the frequency of the battles are just catching up to him. But this is 2020. The slate is supposed to be wiped clean. And Matt Flex is no slouch. 
This was supposed to be a lyrical, miracle, spiritual. Like, this was supposed to be a divine battle of the lyrical gods, of the peans. And we didn't get they choked, friends. Nasty. Yikes. Um, A-Ward don't be choking. And if A-Ward, if he forgets something, he's going to bust out some ill freestyle that you're going to think was a written, rebuttal some shit, and make the crowd go crazy. Hayward's RBE debut. He's still hungry. He hasn't been there yet. Super creative. Hasn't been slacking off. Has only been inclining in the career. And Danny's coming off of two trunks versus man flags. <sighs> Not a good look for the pen god. Man. So, for the boar god. Man flags and Danny Myers is such a it's, it's such a like cult battle rap fans like match. Um, it's a wet dream. Yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely a lyrical miracle. It's something you gotta stand back and read. It's it's something that also has an acquired taste. I think that card in itself was just one of those cards. Is like it was put together. It looked really good on paper. Something probably behind the scenes of it just didn't didn't manifest well mm. with the artist. You can kind of mm. tell and. It had a little bit of an effect, too, because I've seen Matt Flex tweet out, oh, uh, I will be taking some time off. But this isn't so much about Matt Flex, more just about, like, Danny Myers' positioning. Whereas, like, he put himself in that position to take that match, and maybe it sounded good up front. As time progressed, something happened to it. Boom, had a bad performance. Now he's going to be in front of A-Ward. Like you said, he's making his RBE debut. I feel like A-Ward looks at this like, if I body shit here on RBE, and they have a couple more cards this year. I'll be back, and I could get the quality names that I want on RBE. If King that that won't give them to me, I could get an ill will on right. RBE. You know what I mean? Chef Trez right. got an ill will on his RBE debut. I could get an old red on RBE, and these are matches that I have no doubt that uh, A Ward can compete in. So, I do think A Ward does have a bit of a uh, a standard to me, or not so much of a standard, but a high ceiling to to try to meet with creating content with Danny Myers because you have Danny Myers and Mike P. Mike P had a fucking epic round. Pat Stay and, my, and Danny Myers, another epic <laughs> round. So if you follow what I'm saying, A-Word <laughs> has a high oh, bar to meet. <laughs> and I think he can beat that bar in France if he meets that bar, man. It's going to be an epic Round, like bro. between Pat Stay's second there round, for Danny, man. Pat Stay's second round, and Mike P second round for Danny <laughs> are just like just epic rounds, and and Award needs to have one of those epic rounds for Danny. If not, like, uh, what are we doing? A Wizzle, if you're listening, bro, I don't know what order you got your round structured, but make that second round <laughs> your crazy round, man. Continue this trend, yo. And Danny, get back on track, bro. Get back on track. You know, we've been supporting you forever. Right. Ever since your debut. So it ain't it ain't no hate or nothing like that. But bro, you know, you give us a reason to doubt you and battle rap, you know how they say, man, you're only as good as your last performance. And although you've had some good ones, you've also had some stumbles along the way. So, you know, if I'm a betting man, I'd have to place my money down on A Ward two one with A-Ward having an epic round against you. So, Danny, that means you, too, now have to have an epic round. You can't keep letting these white cats shit on you, Danny, with these second rounds. Like, we can't have this anymore. Like, you go to war with the brothers, but then the white balls come, 
and shit on you and then take your hat, wipe their ass with it and shove it back in your face and shake it all in your face, bro. And then you're standing there with the shit face. Like, we can't have this anymore, Danny. It's Black History Month. You need to have a powerful round. You can't let A-Ward take the dump. Even if he takes the dump, you got to dump back. Like, we can't have this anymore, Danny. I'm sorry, bro. We can't. We can't. With all that being said, I still got A War two one. So Happy was was it RV was it RV's like theme to just book a whole bunch of like interracial battles? Because now we got Chef Trez and, and Sharon. Then you got Raw and Snake Eyes. And now I'm just like, wait a wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I guess Rosaboro, what is he man? Uh biracial? He ain't dropping the M bomb. Yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah, no, nah, Raw's biracial, but you know, he uh he identifies with the brothers definitely for sure. So I don't know. But that's a half a battle. I feel you though. Hey, listen, <laughs> he, he he treads a thin line. <laughs> now nah, he said you can't use the N bomb around him, so you know, if you white you can't use it. So that's all I need to hear. Sharon and Chef Trez, um, I'm excited for their for their fourth round freestyle again they're a little back and forth I'm excited for the entire battle bro yeah i am too i am too because sharon still is at an elite level all the time uh chef Absolutely. trez is it's just it's just a class act man he takes he takes full control of his career you love to see it so you love to see chef trez get these opportunities get these quality names whenever he's being an entrepreneur with his battle rap career um the fourth round freestyle battle um obviously trez is a better rebuttaler than Sharon, but Sharon's a better freestyler. But by the fourth round, will they be tapped out? Mm. I mean, we've seen Sharon do this one before with Big Cannon, and he definitely took the lead with that battle where Cannon started gassing out. Sharon did not. He still had enough gas to go. Now, with this battle, Sharon doesn't take a battle off. He's one of these battlers, no matter how big of a name he is, no matter how little of a name he's battling, he doesn't take battles off. I think his mind is just programmed that way where he's always on. It's because once you become one of those figures that you're always on TV and you become one of those quality names, you you, you can't afford you can't afford it to, to mail it in. You know what I mean? But even before that though, he always had that super competitive approach to battle rap. Like even before he was on TV, you never really could say Oh, yeah, Sharon just phoned this one in before. There's battles he won. There's battles he's lost. But you always saw the effort in his delivery, his writing, his performance. So I never could say that I could see Sharon just, like, phoning it in. But Chef Trez doesn't phone it in either, and he's been on fire. Now, Chef Trez, no brownies this battle, bruh. Mm. Like, leave the brownies alone this battle. I think he learned, he, learned, he, learned, he, learned, he learned his lesson. Yeah, suffered a little bit against Ill Will, which I thought he could have. I thought he could have brought it better versus Ill Will because that one, if it wasn't straight up a gentleman's, it's borderline a gentleman's man. But it's looking like a clear gentleman's, you know, thirty for that battle. But Chef Trez wasn't bad at all. He just wasn't the same. Like his energy just wasn't there, and it was just slightly off. So I think he's learned from that. I think he's going to bounce back from this battle. This battle is a tough battle for me to call, man. I just, I don't know who I have won in this battle, honestly. I'm just going to be entertained by this battle. But I will say that 
as far as just purely freestyling for an entire round. And I don't know how they're going to do it either. Are they going to go four bars and four bars like they did? They're probably going to have the same format. You're back and forth. Which would be fire. Which would be fire. Because hearing an entire three minutes freestyle by one person could get a little tedious. I don't know if that's, you know, what I'd like to nah, hear. Nah, they'll, the they'll probably do the exact same format they did last time because they know it worked. They know it got everybody excited. Um, that's honestly the only round I'll be judging really off this battle. Like, I'm sure the battle's mm. going to go 2-1 either way unless something drastically happens where somebody is in full control of the three rounds. But I'm really just looking forward to that fourth round because, like, right. as weird as it sounds, Big Cannon lost every round to Sharon. But if that fourth round, he had outclassed him and just proved that he was a better freestyler... You could have gone back and argued around, maybe, and then just tied it up as a, as a draw instead of getting dominated Yikes. all four rounds. Right. Rosenberg Raw and yeah. Snake Eyes, um, good promo for this match. This is not a match that on paper I would be invested in, <laughs> but they, they, I think, honestly, they were, look, I got to give Snake Eyes some praise because this brother is taking full control of his career, Vlad. Uh, I'm actually really excited to see it because, you know, when you get stuck in URL purgatory, you're just waiting for a call. Things happen. Contracts get sent. Matches get booked, unbooked. Opponents get, you know, uh, booked. And then they back out and cancel. You get stuck in there. And then your career is really all in limbo. But your man Snake Eyes, it's got this Rosenberg Raw battle. It's got the Geechee battle coming up. He He's... He's taking full advantage. So he's on the Philly card against Jay Murder. And guess yeah, what? Now he's working. That he's man working. is going to promo all these matches. And yeah, I think he, he's going to be in that champion seat talking crazy. And I think he realized I get a lot of unnecessary hate more than I deserve, honestly, if we're being honest. Like, he really. I, I can't explain it, man. Maybe the fans had such high hopes for Snake Eyes. Coming out, the 20, He's got a, coming out the 2016 class, and because he hasn't been able to meet those expectations, people just consistently, like, Andrew Wiggins him. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or, like, Brandon Ingram before Brandon Ingram became All-Star. Remember how much hate he used to get? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And it's like the, if people are just dying for you to hit a certain level when they see potential in you that they're not willing to be patient, so they, they're upset that you haven't hit a certain mark. Especially with a lot of other factors, right? If you consider age, you consider crew, your affiliation. It makes it also very easy for somebody to slander you. But Snake Eyes is going to work. And I think he realized, like, you know what? Like, if I don't promo, fans are going to find a reason to hate on me. So at the very least, let me do my job so that if you hating, you just hating. I'm, I'm, I'm doing now, my Snake part. Eyes has a, Snake Eyes has a very contentious relationship with the fans. And they always seem to be going back and forth. And I feel like Snake Eyes feels like he gets slighted by the fans a lot. Like he doesn't get enough praise for the work that he does put out. And sometimes it feels like when the fans see that, sometimes it's like they smell blood in the in in the water. And the fans are like sharks, man. Once they smell blood and they feel like you you want their adoration like that sometimes they make it even more difficult for you to get it and it starts going back and forth and back and forth with the fans but the only way to shut fans up is to continue to deliver great rounds and great battles so that's the only thing that snake eyes has to do now i mean he's got his path laid out he's got some great battles coming up he's got some good competition he's got some a1 competition coming up also so all he has to do is show up and show out 
with that being said though he's going into rosenberg's house he's going into his territory now a place where rosenberg is super comfortable this is going to be his third battle back on rbe so now you know they say third time's a charm so he should be back in his full groove right Snake now Eyes also making his be, debut so yeah it's not going to be an easy task you know going there it's a different audience I mean, it's the same audience, but it ain't the same audience. You feel me? So there's still that adjustment to be made to the RBE crowd also because, you know, sometimes you get used to the URL setting, the, you know, the who's there. Lately, you know, Snake Eyes, he's been in the volume. So it's a lot of familiar faces that are there. So you can feel like, all right, I'm here. I know what to do. I know, you know, how to get mine off. But, you know, Rosenberg's going to be comfortable. It's going to be up to Snake Eyes to clearly prove that he's whooping Rosenberg in Rosenberg's house. You know, so I think it's going to be a tough task. I think it's going to be a tough battle back and forth. But I might have Rosenberg with the slight edge only because he's going to be in his crib. He's going to be a little bit more comfortable. And it's his third time back. And I don't think there's really going to be any nonsense or BS with this battle. You know, when he came back versus Craig Lamar, Craig Lamar was shit in the bed. T-Rex battle was just, that was just all over the place. I don't know what was going on. So I think with this battle, we're going to get a good clean battle and a super focused Rosenberg. And um, we're going to get a dope, we're going to get a dope uh, Snake Eyes also. But I have uh, Rosenberg with the slightest of edges. I think Rosenberg Raw has... A great advantage in his battle if he's aware of it. If he's aware. Talk about it. What should he be aware of? Snake Eyes is going to come there just trying to throw as much bars as he can, as much punchlines, aggression, try to overshadow him, try to talk to him, all that stuff. Aggression mm-hmm. is always negated by comedy. Now, Rosenberg Raw isn't the funniest guy in the bunch, but that face off. That's funny, though. That face yeah. off, man. <laughs> he, 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 left, he left the winner of that face off with just a few sentences. Right. And right. that in, in itself should, should realize okay, if this worked in the face off, this could work in the battle, too. Snake Eyes is going to mm-hmm. come here, try to outshine himself into staying on this roster, <laughs> right? <laughs> While I can just crack some jokes on him, lighten up the crowd. And then when people don't realize that the the, the 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 one two punch of comedy and a fire bar, like you lighten me up to laugh at my opponent, and you already have me in the predicament where I am now looking at my opponent in a different light. Where I'm like, okay, well, now I'm laughing at Snake Eyes, I'm ridiculing him. You got me vulnerable to whatever you want to say next. You know, it's like when somebody's cutting ass on somebody, somebody's making jokes. That first couple of jokes, you're laughing. That third joke might not be as funny, but because you're already laughing, you're just going to keep on laughing. And then you hit him with that gut punch. It's like, oh, <laughs> and then it's, that's an ill combo, man. I don't think Rosenberg Raw is aware of it, though, to be honest. Um, I mean, to be fair, his last two opponents weren't nobody you could really crack jokes on. Like Rex was somebody you thought you thought you were going to get a vintage Rex. So you were just honored to be in front of him. Um, right. Craig Lamar is just. Is a is a walking self destruct button, so that's really just <laughs> an exhibition match in itself and at all times. Snake Eyes though, oh, he's good. Snake Eyes has been solid the last couple of battles he's had. Plus he's he's had a bit more of a stronger opponent, so you know, he, he's leveled up. He's definitely leveled up. So I'm expecting a good Snake Eyes and if Rosenberg Raw tries to come in there and just punch punch him go bar for bar with him, I'm gonna edge it a snake. But if Rosenberg is aware of the situation and realizes 
I could use a little bit more components to negate this guy and open up the opportunity for me to be more relatable to the crowd. He has him at the palm of his hands, but I'm I'm just not sure if he's that if he has that IQ. Mm, great breakdown. We're gonna see on Saturday. I'm excited for the get back card, regardless. To be honest, it's a good card, man. It is a good card. It is a solid card. I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah, I'm 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 not mad at it at all neither. But across the street. You know, an, U- mm, an Uber ride away, a Lyft ride away, you know what I'm saying? You, a carpool away. Mm-hmm. You got the Genesis event. And um, mm. we had breaking news today, wow. man. Breaking news. Um, break it down, brother. Real quick, before I break this news, the URL app still, it's not an app that I am a big fan of. Not because of its content, but because of its function, function you know, its functions and, and functionality. Yes. And... and it, it upsets me that it has so many bugs and glitches. Like, you know, you get notifications on it. You try to scroll down and read the notification. It disappears, and then it's gone forever. Like, I I, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't understand this. Or just nowhere where notifications get saved on the app. Like, that might be a good suggestion moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, I don't know. We've, we've done a lot of suggestions as to how to make this app better. We're not, we're not designers. We're not part of this company. We're just a consumer that uses it. Um, yeah, we, we get just it. pay eight bucks a month. Yeah, we just us. pay eight bucks a month. We're, we're, whatever. <laughs> Breaking on the app, a notification came out that uh, four p.m. on Friday, April twenty eighth, premium app users can come get their Genesis tickets. There will be a location: Westside Culture Arts Center, seven sixty Tenth Street, uh, Northwest Atlanta. First come, first serve, limited availability. So you could come in and go grab your ticket tomorrow so that you could attend the Genesis event on Saturday. Friends, on Twitter, I already see people with their camping chairs out. Looks like there's already, at that time, which was a couple of hours ago, there was already about 50 people waiting online. That's not real, man. That's not real. Well, let's act like it's real. Don't, don't lie to the people. The camping chairs are going to come on Saturday, right? Let's act like it's real. If it's on Twitter, it's real. That's how people perceive it. No, man, but it's going to be a zoo out there, man. I I don't know. This is this is a wild way to hand out tickets, but hey, man, it is what it is. This is how URL is doing it. Um, so show up. I mean, look, hopefully you're able to get at your the end ticket. Of, listen, at the end of the day. The event is free, right? So if it's free, first come, first serve, you gotta eat that, right? I mean, if mm-hmm. if, if any con if if any concert that I'm going to says it's free, first come, first serve, I, I'm it making is it, what it is. I'm making it my job to be first come, first serve. It is what it is. And if I don't get there for it, I gotta eat that. Um more importantly, if you don't get a ticket, I'm not saying you won't because I look at the venue. If the venue that they're battling at is Westside Culture Arts, because this is just a location to pick up the ticket, we're not necessarily sure if this is where they're also battling. There's no right, confirmation. That has not been confirmed. Yeah, that's not. It has not necessarily been confirmed. But if it is, which is um, which is a pretty interesting venue used for like corporate outings, weddings, uh, I was just like, I was just like, bat mitzvahs. Yeah, I was just like, wow, this is a, a different kind of venue. But if that is the battle, the venue for the battle. You don't get a chance to make it in. Don't forget, this event is still free via Genesis. I mean, via um, sorry, via caffeine, caffeine. via caffeine. You can watch yes. Genesis via caffeine for free, 
And if you really want to attend a battle rap event, just one across, just one across one town. Across town. <laughs> get the cab. You can get there. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I guess. You no know, URL. It's a new venture with caffeine. They're trying to keep it super limited. They're trying to keep it free. So I can't wait to see what the twist is. If it's going to be at that venue. I know Avocado and them are going to definitely make sure that it's presented in the best way possible. I'm sure they're going to make the place look spectacular. If it is there, if it's not there, I'm intrigued to see where it's going to be at, too, because I don't know. I have no clue. I don't know what these cats are putting together. So are you upset at the rollout as a consumer? Like, Obviously, we're, we're going to be pay-per-view gang this weekend, right? We're not traveling, by the way. LTBR will not be in Atlanta. But we will be covering the event via pay-per-view, via online. But if you were a consumer, you were a fan, if you were traveling to Atlanta for this event because you were dying to see Geechee Gotti and New Jersey Twerk, that's a match. That is a match, Vlad. I will admit, I'm gonna. I'm. We may regret not being in the building for. I will openly admit that. But if you're a consumer, you're a fan. Is this a bad rollout? Are you concerned? Are you upset with URL? I mean, if I'm out of town, mediocrity. Absolutely. France, Dame Dash has a saying that good work sells itself, and that's absolutely true. But just because you have the good work don't mean you got to treat everyone a certain way. You know, I'm a little bit older than you. So I was around. I was a kid when the whole, you know, crack era was hitting the streets and everything. And you had some guys who were just like, hey, I'm making my bread. Cool. You know, fiends get in line, get on the cheese line, go get your crack. You know, man, hey, here's whatever. Then you had the other guys spitting on fiends, kicking them in the ass, dragging them down the street, doing all this and all that. I'm like, you've got the good work and people are showing up with the money to buy the crack. The battles of the crack. Like, you don't got to kick us in our ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. you don't have to do that. Like, just just tighten up just a little bit, man. We here. We ain't going nowhere. But. Man, make it just a little bit of a better experience for us just getting to the battles, making sure that we know what's up before everything is rolled out. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take for them to kind of just just get organized with this. I don't I don't know what it's going to take, really. Like a lot of events come out. I mean, we know the business, so sometimes these matches don't really get locked into like three to two weeks. Facts, in. Facts. So I can I can understand where like then you you don't book a fly, you don't you don't put it out right away, then the artist doesn't get a chance to really promo. I can understand the venue situation. Like these guys really could book a venue within a week, <laughs> so you you won't you won't get an event flyer till twenty one days out of the event date, and you're like, damn, twenty one days is not enough for me to plan a trip out to go out to Europe. But again, this is me assuming that. I'm going to be a consumer that wants to travel for the event. Right. Um, or they can travel for the event. Because obviously if I can't travel, they've created that 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 luxury of being able to enjoy the content from the comfort of your home. Unfortunately, with Caffeine, we're not going to get the entire card. <sighs> but it's a free right. pay-per-view. At least so we know that. And, and we know that already. Yeah, we know and that. We and know it's that. a free pay-per-view. So it's one of those, like, you know, take it for what you, you can. You know what? I'll give them their kudos on that. They didn't fumble that one. We didn't show up. We didn't wake up on Saturday, and then the event starts, and Jay Black goes, ah, you guys are only getting three or four of these battles. You know, <laughs> I'm still tight that I don't know if I'm getting three battles or four battles for this event. That's I don't a, know. That, you can't and just, we don't know yeah, which can, battles you, you, we're you, getting. You can't just say or on a product like that. Like, 
You know what I mean? Right. Like, I need this to know what I'm saying. I need to know. I mean, again, I'm not paying for anything, so I, I can see why it's like, well, you're not, you don't have to pay. Why are you complaining? But I would like to. I hope that's not the response, by the way. I, it, if I, I do not want to hear those words. No, you of know, course. I don't want to hear those words. I, mean, I don't want to hear. It's, it's the experience factor. Absolutely. Because you know you lock. It's a difference when you know you're locked in for three battles or you know you're locked in for four battles. You feel me? Like, you don't want to be watching the third one and all of a sudden it's like, oh, man, we, we out of here, you know? And we don't know which three or which four we're getting. You know, we've been hyped up for this Geechee and Twerk battle, but we don't know if we're getting that battle. I kind of get it, but I, I kind of get it. But at the same hand, I'm like, listen, man, if we be in UFC with it, if we going all the way with it, if we're going, this is, you know, top of the line with it. I would expect to get everything for free and you know, the one time and then that's it. No VOD, no nothing. And then it goes to the app, but this is the layout that they've designed. I'll say at least that they, at least they let us know off the rip. This is how it's going to be. So I can fully prepare myself not to see all of the battles, but however, not knowing if I'm getting a main event or not, like, a, a boxing match would never do this. A UFC would never do this. Like you would know what you're getting before you get into it, you know? So that's where I'm just kind of, Oh, absolutely. At least you, at least you know what you're getting with the pay-per-view. So you know what you're getting, you know, I, I kind of get why they're doing this. Okay. So the, the people who are watching it for free on caffeine, then want to go and subscribe and get the other three or four battles that they didn't get or do you want them to have a first time experience and experience the entire card and now what about these battlers who now you're gonna have this are you still just an app battler i'm a caffeine battler (laughs) you know what i'm saying like this is not gonna expand your brand i hope the bag is bigger you know if anything but it's just weird whoo man the battle for atl boy and a whole new rollout. We get a guy fresh home from jail. We get the last day of Black History Month, man. Battle rap is lit. Battle rap is up. France, man, it's been another dope pod. Ladies and gents, if you want to email the show, any questions you guys got, we want to get back in the email bag with you guys. Email the show at let's talk battle rap at gmail.com. We want to thank you, Degenerates, again. Friends, the show has 5,000 degenerate followers now, man. This is crazy. I can't believe it. We're halfway there to 10K. So salute to everyone. Follow the show on Twitter at LTBR Podcast. Also follow on Instagram. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Program V. Log on to Let's Talk Battle Rap.com. And until next time, peace.